Hi everyone, welcome back to Drinks at Dana's. I'm here with Chris and Jess from the L Word Online and today we're going to be talking about episode four of season three of the L Word Generation Q titled Last to Know and it was directed again by M. Weinstein. So we're going to get straight into the episode I think because there is uh, a lot to talk about <laughs> or not a lot in some cases yeah. <laughs> a lot to say maybe yeah oh, yeah this obviously marks the first ever holiday recognition of the passage of time in the l word we celebrate that but we also fall further into the timeline of despair black hole situation timeline parallel dimension yeah alternate universes it's like in some universe someone is like i wonder what would happen to the l word if they got rid of like bed and tina uh in fact let's get rid of Gigi too and see what happens and then this is the timeline we're in right now i want to change timeline don't worry the other version of you in the other timeline is probably ecstatic yeah well <laughs> lucky bitch <laughs> This opening sequence of like Sophie and Finley and Danny, I was like, oh, a combination I didn't know I was missing. I was like, where have they been? They're so fun. I'm like, why did they create this rift between Danny and Finley? Because um, also I'm calling them, by the way, but um, I still think that like the three of them together are so fun. I wouldn't watch them. They, I mean, I'm like, I feel like we've been deprived of them, even though they were part of the original group of friends. Yeah. Again, it gave me last week vibes when they finally put the four of them together and it was like, oh, we've been waiting for this for like three years. Like you finally got back to it. Yeah, they were like it was like a fun friend group with no like weird resentments and stuff, which also makes me feel like time has passed because I'm like suddenly Danny's fine with Finley even though a week or two ago in L word terms I don't know if it was a week or two ago she was all like no get out of my face I hate you so who knows how much time has passed I would assume more time has passed than a day or two but yeah maybe let's say a month between her going I hate you to all my besties now it's definitely been a month it's just weird because yeah yeah again with the timeline i'm like danny feels like she got over Gigi super fast or she's doing that like protective thing of like i don't want to think about it so i'm just gonna like move on yeah. to someone else i'm here for finley everyone else yeah. Can, you know yeah even finley says i'm the fun one of the group i'm like we've been missing the fun finley we've been yeah. having depressed alcoholic finley which was totally out of character I, I still believe and i'm like i like the finley from season one that like was sneaking out of that girl's bedroom and stealing a bike or whatever i want that finley that was fun you hear that danny's fun friend roxy was it fun friend or bad friend bad friend sorry bad Bad friend friend. yes also we finally get a halloween logo l word when it comes across yeah and i was like oh does the fun l word finally begin (laughs) like i was like is this the beginning (laughs) (laughs) semi did it some it partly did yeah. It's like, it's more lighthearted, I feel. It's less drama and like Bentina or oh, angst. There was a little bit of angst, Shane related and stuff, but it's, I still feel like the, the air of it is much more fun. Yeah. And speaking of fun, we see Alice and Joey, Taylor. Joey. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, I had to look her up on IMDb because I was like, what's her name again? <laughs> but yeah, see, like this whole time thing immediately tripped me up because I actually wrote down like, oh, first date, stayed over two days. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is definitely not their first date because it's been like- It, it could be a lesbian first date. And well, yeah. I, I, but it's only two days. It's not like 30 days. She hasn't actually moved in. I mean, well, that'll be next episode. Yeah. <laughs> the U-Haul arrives with her cat. Yeah. But we get fun. And I don't know about you guys, but I immediately am getting like Dana vibes. Lots of people said that to me. Lots of people said that to me. See that, but I did like that they yeah. were more fun. They were yeah, fun. And like friendly and like she's like normal and down to earth and like kind of awkward, you know? And yeah. I, I, I adore it. I'm totally here for this. But strangely enough, while they're in their scene, I don't know if you noticed, but Jennifer Beals' name came into the credits as well as Seppi's. So I was like Jen- really confused. I want to cl- I want to clear something up. I cleared this up in my video, but I was at the end, and I know people don't watch till the very end. That article that said Jennifer Beals is going to move. Po- Jennifer Beals will never move from first position until she leaves that show. She is the star, and she will will not move from from first position. We listed people who appeared in that episode, though. Yeah. No, not they're they're contracted. Sit. They have ironclad 
contracts. They will never move from that position. She was she on the credits last week? Yep. Oh, I didn't notice. She will she will remain. I mean, like their name should not be on there if they're not in the Yeah, next. it's yeah, yeah. because especially it's also Steffi do, as well. Why was she on there? It's all to do with their contracts. And Jennifer Beals did say something in an interview about Leisha being number one, but I think people have misinterpreted it because one if Jennifer Beals is off the credits, Kate's number one, that she's ahead of Leisha in the credits. Jennifer was talking about the call sheet when they go to work, which is normally alphabetical. So Leisha's the top of the call sheet, but it, she will not move from those credits. Mark my words. This The only time she, well, the only time she'd move from a credit is to make a statement like with the executive producer because she's not on that anymore. Or when she leaves the show at the end of the season, like obviously she's not going to be out next season. The sappy thing, however, I obviously I don't absolutely know this as a fact, but she didn't make the decision to leave, right? Seppi didn't make the decision to leave. So they have to, it. whenever their names are in the credit, they have to pay them too. That's, that's the big thing. So if they're paid, they're credited. And that's all to do with the contract. And they are, I don't know why, but they are trying to hide the fact that Seppi is not in the rest of the season. No media outlets have spoken about her leaving. And I'm not some like conspiracy theorist, but those people that I know for a fact know what I know and know that she's not in the rest of the season, know that she's leaving. And I've heard these people basically saying, oh yeah, like I hope she's back. And Mm -hmm. because they're either, they have incentive from Showtime, be it like interviews, money, because if they get cut off from that, if they say something Showtime doesn't like and they cut them off from interviews or sponsorship or whatever it is. So there's a reason that the only people talking about Seppi leaving are people like us who have no, like we didn't even take the episodes from Showtime this year because we didn't want to be under embargo. And given nothing. We got nothing. (laughs) We got nothing to lose. And look at us. We're all in... (laughs) in our own houses with mics we got off Amazon. So <laughs> there's no uh, <laughs> no shilling going on here. But I, I just find this whole thing incredibly, incredibly weird that there's not been a press release that, that what are they going to do? By episode seven, they just expect everyone to be like, oh, she's, yeah, she might be back. Yeah. I just think that the only thing is that they're they're trying to stop that double blow of like, Jennifer Beals leaves in episode two, Seppi leaves in episode three, and they're trying to like bury their head in the sand or something because people are noticing. Like they're gonna notice that she's not in the episode. So I really don't know what their move is from here. Yeah. And considering later there's that earring bit, I was like, oh, that's strange. They they I thought they would just completely trying to ignore yeah. her altogether so that them bringing her up again was like oh all right then let's I see what like your game to show like oh i'm not over my ex but oh here's this possibility with this other Roxy. person yeah and to kind of be like think- oh maybe i could be over here like here let me like do some healing on screen but yeah 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 <clears throat> but i don't think roxy's in it very long is she i think she comes back though because i saw an interview with the actor who played her and she was talking about ha- meeting Jennifer Beals. The- but the only thing I will say is that because they normally film two episodes at once, they were probably filming two and three and they might have done the table read for episode four and she would have been on set for that because like when I was there, they were doing eight and nine, but the table read for 10. So she could have just met her in passing, but I think I've seen a picture or something. I, I do think she comes back at some stage. Maybe she comes back at the very end. The Tess and Shane scene. I don't know why they're turning Tess into like such a bitch. I don't, well, we know why. It's so that yeah. Sh- yeah. Shane is justified it's, in cheating. Again, it's lazy writing. Like what's yeah. the easiest way to get from yeah. point A to point B? Yeah. But in that first scene at... Shane's house I was like what pants is she wearing it's like Shane what are you what's happening with your wardrobe you Shane, Shane used to always dress really well minus episode one of season one but it was <laughs> those pants were just like weird I was like and Tess is being so dismissive of like Shane yeah. I was like I felt, I felt really bit really bad for Shane I was like oh go cheat <laughs> when I was watching the episode and and that was happening that's why I was like this is why I, I like I don't want to be married or anything like that because I see so many people have relationships like that that are just 
fucking miserable. All they do is complain about the relationship. And I'm like, why are you still in this relationship? Like, why would you want to, to live that life? Like, uh, she goes and cheats. Just break. If you don't want to live this life, just break up. It's a lack of respect for your partner. I mean, on on from both yeah. sides. But like yeah. for Tess to just kind of ignore Shane and get that you have stuff going on. But, you know, it takes two seconds to make odd contact with someone or yeah. to give yeah. them a goodbye or say, I love you. Have a nice day, whatever. Instead, Shane's going to touch base later which is like yeah something you do with your boss or whatever and and as well like you said you know it's 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 on both sides of the, uh, with, to take out the the cheating for a second but i know that people can have their moments and you know they're having a bad day or whatever but this seems to be like a consistent pattern and for someone who has completely transformed their life like shane was beholden to no one like single free has money had a the bar everything like had a really good life and i don't know but having someone's elderly severely sick mother move in like changes your whole life so you'd think that like if anything Tess would be a bit more like, you know. And it's just such a weird situation. And it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like the Tess that we got to know initially. Mm-hmm. It was like all about, I'm going to make time for you. I'm going to make this connection, you know, yeah. like sincerity. And yeah, this Tess just does not seem like her at all. So to move on to everybody's Halloween costumes, why was everyone's costumes fucking shit it was they were shit all it was all terrible shit. horrible i couldn't terrible. even tell what most of them were no morning Why? denny just had little ears on that's it and a tail I, which yeah i can totally i mean that's you know it. sexy halloween outfit that yeah. everybody does yeah and they're making fun of sophie's costume which is like bitch i, know. Are you? I don't know what yeah. you're i know and they she like have... sewed the little little what were they stuffed cats, cats or whatever onto yeah. her and then when they were just ripping it off and throwing it away i was yeah. like come on she put a lot of I time mean, and effort into that yeah but i totally agree it's a lame and you know how expensive those wear. those yellow rain jackets are they just ripped the sleeves off and i was like oh my god i would be mortified like probably like a good hundred dollar jacket i do not know why that like you have you have oh you have one episode that's like a holiday episode halloween hello like gays halloween they've obviously picked halloween too because it's a you know non-denominational holiday and it's a fun holiday you you could have had so much fun with these outfits like if you would have had a tiniest look into what people talk about the show like you could have dressed ari or danny up as like the tomb raider like everybody's always fan casting her as that like oh they were so shit one outfit that i was like oh my god good job elwood great job it was angie as pam Grier's oh Foxy yes Brown. that was the only Foxy good Brown. one oh, yeah. yes yeah. great job that was <laughs> like, the only good one going yeah. slightly meta there elwood <laughs> that's what i that's what i said in my video too the only good one was angie and the rest were absolute crap they could have even m weinstein directed this episode uh, who was in the writer's room for a league of their own like they should have and they knew by that one league of their own outfit in the background at the party and i was like sweet felt like i got it i just got invited to a halloween party yeah i've got nothing to wear yeah yeah i'm just gonna sew some cats onto my raincoat (laughs) yeah and i know maybe there there was like you probably couldn't have someone show up as like captain marvel or something because of copyright but you there's way way better things you could have done way better do you know what's so funny this is this is maybe a little shout out to the the twitter stands when they released the pictures for this episode they came out with like you could see everybody's costume and there was a picture of Tessa's mom with the dolly parton wig on and everybody was like oh my god holland taylor's back white women are not the same (laughs) it's just so funny i was like what is happening and then another thing with like the timeline again was where i was like what what's happening was um angie and the the like the teacher guy Uh, where i'm like i've written down i'm like are they a thing now because it it seemed like no like time had passed and then and because the last we saw they were all like weird and like oh okay i'm not sure what's happening yeah, yeah. Fast forward to today. Forward a month. Yeah, that was the yeah. other strong clue because yeah. it's like they're solidly, solidly in a relationship. Yeah, but it totally throws you off when you're like 
oh, previously on the L word, and they show you like what just happened, and then yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Best yeah. if they just took out the previously altogether. Yeah, because they also show us like Gigi and Bet and Tina, and I'm like, I want to go back to previously. I don't want to be here now. Mm. <laughs> Angie's costume was good, but I hate everything else about this storyline. Uh, I, I don't like the dude. I don't, yeah. I hate it. I weirdly started liking it by the end, and I think that was just because of Angie and her being kind of like, like excited and them having yeah. fun. But yeah, but at the very the very beginning i wrote down sneaking around with the professor and i'm like ick we meet her roommate before angie's roommate no 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 i I had to pause it and be like what are the two names on the door because it said angie and bella and i was like ran in for a second i thought it was jordy i was like what's what's happening i know i was like who is this girl and then she was like bella i'm like oh she's the one on the door okay it'd be nice to have an like an introduction scene first of all (laughs) before just like springing her on us we're just getting all this news i'm like okay here's her roommate who it's an actor okay i know bella's probably gonna fall into the the timeline black hole anyway yeah 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 we won't see her again <laughs> no yeah, she's, she's gone plot. oh she was like a useful plot device for one episode yeah but oh hi miss g hi. miss g has made an appearance <laughs> or, or a, <laughs> one tail she's come in to say she is not happy with she's coming to say i'm half asleep said i'm not getting up for no bet and tina and Gigi. so she stayed in bed I was just going to say, yeah, you can sit here. There is a scene apparently coming up where Bet and Tina find out about the G, about the professor. G's causing chaos because she's so angry about the episode. Um, Which is not right. Walking across the keyboard with just letters going. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Tina apparently has like. In the episode or on the phone? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously it's later, later, later. Oh, okay. Tina has like a a bit of a head to head with Angie because I guess Bet really can't say shit about <laughs> professor and student relationships. <laughs> okay, yeah. Although I kind of I that uh, that doesn't really track with me though with their personalities. I would have thought Tina would have been like the you know the okay the cool one, one. And Bet yeah. would have been like yelling and storming her way to campus to chew out this guy or something. I could see both of them being pissed. That has changed now. She went to a that. silent retreat. Oh, yeah. She's all, oh, yeah, she's yeah, all yeah, calm yeah, now. So this episode, we get the, one of the OG special, special guest stars back. <sighs> what do we think of I actually, my favorite bit of the episode, I think, was Max coming back. And yes. Surprisingly, I, me too, yeah. And my only complaint is that I actually wish there was... Mo- I, I wish they didn't waste bringing an OG back, talking to cast members that did do you know what i mean like i understand the importance of having him talk to, to micah and all that stuff but i wish there would have been like more than two seconds with shane and also I, I would have liked alice or some some sort of reference to everybody and i also think yeah that i would have they... liked him him to be like oh are you still with carmen where's carmen <laughs> he well, knows she's carmen? not with carmen he max was well, in the season six finale <laughs> yeah but they could have got back together since then we they oh don't my know God. I mean, would have, it would have just been a nice throwback to carmen it's like no. they've just erased carmen was a bitch no. to him so he's no. not gonna talk about carmen <laughs> 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 yeah it's like I, I was totally fine with it like jenny and shane would be the only people he would talk about i think you know like Aww. it's really the only people that max had jenny. any i think if there was no real world implications, they would have said something about Jenny. But I feel as though the sh- because of what happened when they last talked about Jenny on the show, that they're too scared to say anything. <laughs> they don't. Want, they don't want to say the J word anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it also would be kind of weird to just like bring up your dead friend when you're yeah. like, "Hi, yeah. how are you? Are you in a relationship? Remember our dead friend?" Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I kind of wish that I didn't no spoilers because i kind of wish i didn't know max was coming back i would have been yeah, you, yeah, would, yeah, yeah. Surprised. <laughs> to see you know knowing that mike and maribel are going to this party to meet this couple and all of a sudden it, max walks down the stairs yeah they they didn't hide it well i figured that out like five months ago who's <laughs> coming back because he kept liking people's instagrams <laughs> yeah well it's weird that like supposedly max lives i uh, guess nearby since they went over yeah. to the party and has not shown up in anyone's life. And the fact that, you know, they, he's bumping into Shane in the bar of which you assume they would frequent. 
and they've never bumped in with a bar i mean la's a big place too because that's true but i guess micah invited max there yeah i'm sure micah said let's go to dana's yeah yeah seriously my friends wouldn't you be like oh yeah dana's i knew i knew dana like wait did max know dana yeah yeah max still knew yeah but like if i went into a bar that like dana's not like a weird name like if it was a bar like dana fairbanks then yeah but (laughs) i feel like if i went into a bar that was called chris's i wouldn't be like oh i wonder if this is (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't mind shane and allison that are like on facebook sharing like hey we just bought a bar max is like their facebook friend going like oh look this is what they've been up to yeah i'm just picturing now the three like bet on facebook fake facebook Facebook pages for them and interact as the as the characters sharing like that picture of the three of them and you just imagine now i'm just picturing like they share on facebook and like max just looking at it like <laughs> I know. I need to think of more funny stuff like that. God, yesterday I was making missing missing milf posters on my Instagram. However, um, I think Max said one of the most like uh, smartest, most logical things of any Elwood character that's ever been in existence when he asked Maribel and Michael, "Like, are you two in therapy?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Finally, know, someone's got like, some fucking sense, and I'm they both sort of sat you. there like. Uh, well, I, I am oh, dare you. I'm also a therapist, but Maribel was like shocked and like, oh no, why would I do that? Like, <laughs> uh, it's the same thing you've been saying all along, Ash. It's like, they all need yeah. therapy. He didn't just yeah. ask, he like suggested that like, you should yeah. get therapy. No, he like, asked. He said, are yes. you two in therapy? Yeah. Micah was like in serious mode in this episode, but like, I actually liked my, it's like, oh, is this what we needed to actually like Micah? Like Max on here and, you know, someone to actually have a meaningful conversation with that's not yeah. completely pointless yeah however when he finally did get to ask the questions i was like wow oh, this was the me. question like oh, I know. how do you change like, a di- how do you know when to change like, a diaper i was I like know. you could easily google that like maribel said <laughs> like, yeah, because he's all like no you can't google these ever. questions these trans specific questions and then he asks how do you change a diaper or how how do you know when to change a diaper i'm like yeah. really i mean like, you could have asked anything trans related and parenting yeah. and that's what you asked that was the moment that i was like fuck this episode (laughs) yeah i really really i know that was just like one line but i really hated that moment noticeable if he hadn't made such a fuss up to that point about how his questions are so important and then he finally gets the question and it's like oh come on i know especially because max has like an old like what would max's kid be now like teenager 15 or something was it 2000 it would have been born 2009 no like 14 so like they've gone through they're in high school like they've gone through all that like parenting and teenage stuff and explaining things to kids and but so that's like the perfect situation to be able to ask things that like you're you're not going to be able to ask other people or you're it's not going to be googleable for me like Maribel and Micah are just feeling like zero chemistry between them as a couple. Yeah, no, no, I don't see Like, they were kissing and stuff, and I was like, nope, don't feel, no, that they could just be friends. Like, I don't feel like. And then now they're talking about, like, serious stuff, like having a baby. I'm like, like, if if the old word was to continue, say, for another five years, let's, you know, knock on wood or whatever, um... (laughs) Imagine five years from now, like, and their storyline is basically basically all about just raising kids. I'm like, oh, I could horrible. honestly see Micah going through with becoming a parent and Mirabelle like bailing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, after, well, you could see no, that I mean, that after that party... being confronted about like her father and stuff. Well, yeah, and her, uh-huh. yeah. It's like if you can't, if you're that closed off, like you can't acknowledge your emotions with your partner. You can't have this conversation. Like, how are you? Like. That's not a healthy environment to raise a child. No. Mm. But, like, yeah, she was the one that wanted the baby and was the one that was most freaked out. Yeah. It was like, I need to go because these people are asking about my issues. Right. And Sophie, again, called her out for being mean to Micah. I said this in my video, but I just could not care less about this storyline. Like, I really couldn't. I hate, hate, hate the kids' storyline. Like, I feel like it's something shows do in like their sixth season when they don't they've run out of ideas they have nothing for these characters (laughs) they have nothing for these characters and i don't know why you continue to have them there when they're not 
they're not, they don't interact with other characters. They're, what has their storyline been this season outside of a kid? Absolutely nothing. Micah was in one scene last episode. I don't, like, I don't even see, I'm sure there's people that, you know, are interested, but I just don't see them. Like, I don't, there's no one who comes and says, because I really don't talk about them. And there's no one who comes and says that they want to hear about these characters and some of the other characters and it just creates I feel this tick box thing where that's all they're interested in is checking boxes they're not writing good stories it's just like nothing like it's so so incredibly frustrating because they could have really had it all if they just were willing to like calm their egos down a bit like they're so insecure about the original show that they like have to do things like this and be like oh well we're better than the original show because look at all these boxes we've ticked yeah look and how much like- better we treat the trans person the trans actor <laughs> or the trans character than oh look this is the way that that max was treated and they had to actually have shane apologize on behalf of the entire word show of how they behaved towards him back then but what they really should be doing is writing a good storyline for the trans character now instead of just being like look we have someone i know they just parade him out and then and then nothing happens they'll be like but we have him just no one really wants to watch it yeah exactly that people would be like like i said my favorite part of this episode was max coming back i thought that it was interesting but i i do not find this baby thing interesting at all i mean the one intriguing thing with micah was that one random sort of date oh yes the the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. isis is that her name isis, yeah, ISIS. Yeah, okay. yeah i think so yeah, yeah. I, I'm I like know. i actually felt chemistry between the two yeah, of them yeah they did have chemistry and i liked micah at work like yeah work like micah. having younger trans children teens whatever on the show yeah, to, that he's to like mental. helping yeah. i mean especially hello right now in our freaking climate in the u.s of all these like trans hate bills and stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it would be so timely to you know be dealing with teenagers that have issues and have micah actually say something that's you know pertinent to <laughs> the community yeah yeah. yeah it's like the whole goal of the l word seems to be like oh what romantic relationships are we gonna have and then we break everyone off into like two character scenes Mm-hmm. I mean, we've already said multiple times, like, oh, we like when like everyone's together. You can be in mm-hmm. a romantic relationship, but still have a scene with more than one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this episode. Like this episode was a Halloween episode. It was supposed. It could have been so fun. They but they had all gone to the same party. They had half the characters at home, not doing anything, separated. Like Alice and Shane didn't even interact this episode. They already have two episodes where they know Alice and Shane can't interact because Leisha's not in one and Kate's not in one, and you're already fucked because you already don't have Gigi for seven episodes and Bettina for six episodes. So your priority should be the two people that everybody is connected to, 90% of people are connected to and want to see. And so now you have at least three episodes that they're not even interacting. God knows what next week's going to bring. Yeah, that's right. We didn't even get a, a Shane and Alice scene this week, did we? Alice didn't didn't leave no, the she house. Just at, yeah, she was at the house. Yeah. So the only sort of group-ish thing that we do get is we're at Dana's for a lame halloween party <laughs> yeah all this build up about the fun friend and oh the hot outfits and then we get yeah like raincoats rain and like nothing. yeah in the bathroom for five minutes right yeah yeah i don't know why finley's so invested in in shane like she's all like i trusted you i'm like she didn't cheat she's on you like the i don't get she looks her. up to her but like she has such a like a moment that she i, I was like what's yeah, happening right now good on her <laughs> and she's like i don't even know who you are anymore i'm like shane's always been the same you could like set a watch by the way that shane is mm-hmm. so not since finley's known her yeah mm-hmm. i mean she's only really experienced yeah experienced been in a relationship yeah. for a year <laughs> yeah but fin- finley also what hasn't been like i'm assuming she didn't see them when she was in yeah re- uh, but like uh, rehab. she probably saw the start of that relationship when it was really good and then now what did you guys yeah. think of when Danny was hooking up with Roxy? 
Oh, I was like, yeah, I, I was like for a second, I was like, ooh. And then as soon as they kissed, I was like, uh-uh, nope, shut it down. <laughs> like, no. I, was I just like, was Gigi. thinking. Yeah, I just was thinking I miss Gigi. I'm glad that she found that. She was like, oh, look at this thing that pricked me. It's Gigi. It's the ghost of Gigi. Yeah, but it's so lesbian to make out and then talk about your exes and then cry. <laughs> and then cry. <laughs> like, that was the gayest scene I've ever seen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how that scene would have played if the original person played them that you found out about, Chris. Oh, should we say who it is? Yeah, well, I've already said it on my video. Oh, yeah, yeah. like Demi Lovato. <laughs> that would have been yeah. that would have been quite hot. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I would have approved. Yeah, Demi Lovato was supposed to play Roxy, but I wonder what happened. Yeah, same. But also, wasn't there supposed to be a Spice Girl scene in this bit? Yeah, that's what I said in my video. I think when it wasn't gonna when it wasn't Demi Lovato, yeah, they didn't but also pay the price. yeah, exactly the money for the for the uh, for the song wannabe. But that's what I mean when when it wasn't Demi Lovato, they were probably like, "Ooh, is it really worth fifty k?" Oh, what was with the whole Alice and Taylor, and then they hear the noise. <laughs> I was it's like, like the movie scream. I know, but it wasn't a. It wasn't scary enough. B. They were overreacting. See why her contacts are bothering her. Just why doesn't she just take them out? And then also she comes back in after she screams outside with like a pump, a stuffed pumpkin head that's like a plush toy. What was making the banging sound? Yeah, I didn't get that either. Didn't we see someone like running? I don't know. I thought I it was going to be like somebody like hung teenagers or something. Yeah, because yeah. the banging was consistent for a while, considering they were sitting on the floor trying to call nine one one. Yeah, that was yeah. very ridiculous. Okay, so our last scene is obviously Shane and Ivy saying goodbye. I mean, we knew this was going to be Kaylani's last episode, so I was expecting her to go after this episode. But obviously, just a few minutes, few seconds too late. I <laughs> I did not know that because I have not kept up with that. But I was glad to see Shane kind of giving her the boot, but she doesn't until Finley. Yeah yells at her and says how yeah. disappointed she is in her yeah and then it's just a boot a few seconds too late because Tess it's always when the the relationships are ending is when they get busted yeah, yeah. <laughs> even so though Tess they made us think that they had a sort of a couple other fake outs in previous episodes where I thought mm. Tess was going to walk in on them and oh yeah yeah this yeah. time I, well I thought she was going to come walk in and bust in on them when she was going and like when you know the, the whole scene with Tess and her oh, mom yeah, yeah. and then she was like get out and so she left right. I thought oh she's going she's for sure going to the to the bar to be with Shane I thought she would bust them the fact that she just overheard the end of it I'm like mm-hmm. oh but it's weird that she says oh this or Shane says to Ivy this meant a lot for me like did it like why so well because she said that she had a kid she had a kid and this is her first time like, well dating i'm again. wondering i'm wondering if it no but it was shane said it meant a lot to her oh i, I think yeah, yeah and so i'm thinking maybe maybe shane realized that she needs to break up with tess and yeah like probably. that was when she was turning around to maybe go do that i uh, see i don't think so i think it was more like ivy kept trying to take shane back to like remember who you used to be oh, remember how many head, the whole hairdressing like, thing yeah, and she said it was like because maybe the next episode she's gonna be a hairdresser all of a sudden. Well, I I mean, because with with Shane taking the step to break up with her for lack of a better word after Finley kind of screams some sense into her and tells her what a great person Tess is, um, it seemed like Shane was breaking it off so she can like fix her relationship mm, with Tess. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, Tessie's throws the water on Shane, which again we saw in the trailer, so we knew it was coming because all it's a the Halloween key, episode. All, all the key scenes were in that trailer. <laughs> yeah, literally, like everything that's happened the this entire season, season from that trailer. I think what's going to happen is that they're going to yes, because we see them in the in the trailer for next episode, like having a deep conversation, and I'm guessing like that something happens to her mom maybe in a few episodes down the road and so anyway that's that's the way that's the way the episode ends i don't think anyone is yeah too too passionate about the uh the 
Tess and Shane relationship anymore. I haven't seen anyone talking about it. But speaking about talking about things, the reaction to this episode. Oh, oh, inform us, to, inform us uh, Ash. <laughs> so we're, record- we're recording this on Saturday morning, UK time. We started at like 6 a.m., which is midnight U.S., central time 1 a.m eastern time like 10 a.m pacific and australia it's five is it yeah so yeah um friday night u.s so i obviously watched the episode when it came out at 5 a.m uk midnight u.s and watched it did my usual thing i watch it I watch it again and pull all my clips in the second one and then I put together my video. It takes me a good couple of hours to like edit it and film it and everything. And in that time, I don't usually go on social media because one, I'm working on the video, but I don't like to go on social media while the episode's airing because I don't like anyone else's opinion to kind of cloud mine so I try and get my opinion on my video and then I'll go and like check out what everybody's saying and obviously like I get lots of messages and comments and then when I put the video up like you know I get comments about the episode and I one it's very strange because although this episode was by far the least liked very poorly received no bet no Tina no Gigi my video's doing really well. So I think so many people don't want to watch the episode that they're, but they want to know what happened. So I'd like to thank everyone who drove the L word into the ground for <laughs> the, the success of my channel. They've drove thank them you. out of the L word arms into your, into so your. So thank you for that. And <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that. But oh my God, like the comments, the everything instagram messages brutal brutal and i i mean i figured this would i figured something like this would happen with with the absence of betsy and Gigi. like that is most people's favorite people that's where like you know most of the internet sort of interaction happens around that i see anyway and I, I like I said I have like a million people a week that co- a million people a month that are coming through my channel that's that's a lot of L word people and I I just think like people did not like this episode like is is putting it lightly and I just don't know where they go from here because I mean they keep telling me episode six episode six is going to be great but next week's episode there's not one damn thing in that trailer that that makes me excited and I think it's incredibly sad that even just using myself as an example like I I talk about this show I'm not even exaggerating like 50 hours a week like especially now when it's on like I am doing something for it every day constantly like I put so much of my life into it because I really do like love the show despite all its flaws and everything and you you're turning me away from the show to the point that if I didn't have this channel I probably really would would be like oh I'm gonna tune in maybe if I catch it and then for nine and ten obviously and that's that's like really sad that I just don't even know like what what they're doing because even the decisions like if you didn't have Bet, Tina and Gigi I mean the fact that those three people too have been pushed to the point of like leaving the show is obviously showing that things are bad but and then Leisha and Kate this week on their podcast too like basically were like we you know we were professionals we did our job and it's like that it, obviously they knew what was coming and yeah they're trying uh, to keep out of it like oh well yeah. we did it we did what we were told like yeah. everything else has gone to shit but we did what we were told which is totally reminiscent of the og l word oh yeah yeah <laughs> i always picture just like like 
Kate and Leisha standing on the iceberg while everything around them is on fire, melting, and they're just like standing there, like, well, at least we're safe. <laughs> we're okay. But the whole show is going down and melting. But they're like, they're, they were fine. It must be incredibly hard to, to make a show like this and to, you know, hear these things about it and stuff. But, and, and I mean, this maybe sounds like a little bit, you know, but, but like all those people are very, very heavily compensated. So a lot of, even like you think about like Hollywood, like Hollywood people or royal family or whatever it is, like that's kind of the price you, you pay for like money and fame is that, you know, people are going to put their opinions out and all of that. I guess I just feel like frustrated, but also they really, really could have had it all. And I, and that's more where my annoyance lies in the sense that I think that this show is being driven into the ground because they are so insecure about the original and instead of just like taking the piss about a little bit and leaning into it like people you were gonna have people there for the L word, but they wanted people there for the Generation Q. And you could have got that. You could have used these three years instead of just like throwing all of the Gen Q people in and being like, care about these people. Like you you could have done all the bet Alice, Tina, Shane, brought people in from the past and done things in the right way. But instead, I mean, honestly, go back and look look at season one. None of it, none of it makes any, like it doesn't matter now. Like it, it just, it, it the storylines in there went nowhere. There was so much stuff, like all that mayoral stuff and like what wasted fucking time. And season two, from the f- premiere to the finale, nothing happens in apart from the Bet and Gigi sex scene that has 25 million views on YouTube. Nothing else was accomplished in that season other than the cliffhanger was what everybody talks about, everybody cared about, because it was just this mismatch of like couples that nobody cared about, people aren't like given character development that nobody cared about, and the people that we want to see and hear from they it, it it's like they like dangle stuff in front of us and that then has been the history of the entire that, l-word yes <laughs> and i feel like chris and i said that about the original l-word this. all the time and everyone's yep. like it's the best show ever we're like really yeah because... that was because no one else had a choice there was no other show to watch yeah. it was that was the old that was the only lesbian show but now people have other choices of other lesbian content to watch and they just tune out and leave yeah whereas back then they were like no it's great and we're like um <laughs> what no about story. all these issues yeah this story's shit and again yeah. they could have had it all they could have done it properly like i remember back in the day when we would get actual scripts of yeah. when they were still casting people and things yeah. like that and we'd read them and go oh my god this is gonna be the best episode ever like it's gonna this is so funny and everything in it is great if they just left it exactly how it was written in the script but someone's come along and butchered the entire thing and took out everything that was good about it and that's what went to air and we were always so disappointed because we were like what happened to all the best bits they took them out Uh, it's the same now i wonder if the scripts originally were like fun and everything was cool in it and then someone's come along and gone no 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 i actually think the opposite is going on because again like i'm not there like i people tell me things and i'm sure most people would agree that especially this season like I've been pretty on point with with what I've said is coming and so like I I trust these people that that tell me things but apparently when they've gone into this season a lot of the scripts like weren't even finished and things were being like pieced together and I know that there's a lot of stuff that like I, I was saying before we start recording the Bet and Tina stuff in episode two, like in the house, uh, the sex scene, that was like come up with on the day because everybody else had COVID and they didn't want to lose the shooting day. But there's, I feel as though, I would never say this about another TV show because I just don't, like other TV shows, the actor turns up, reads their lines, that's it. And the L word now that, Generation Q with the Bet and Tina stuff is very different because of the actors advocating for it that they made this 
on screen what we see is a lot they they've had a heavy hand in it i just think that that is also saying something that the thing that people have connected with this season and care about is that like that like i just this episode I was bored and I if I wasn't making my video I probably would have like switched off and I also am frustrated because I feel as though I'm seeing everyone online like saying this like you go through and of course like you in everybody in a sense creates their own echo chamber within social media you interact with people you like people you're friends with and of course there's people who come to my channel and say I don't agree with anything you say and and that's cool like come come in like I want to hear your opinion but the majority of people are saying to me the same things about this episode that we've talked throughout this episode about and I just think that if you have all these people saying that and all these people feeling that way they I feel as though they're hiding and you know just putting their head in the sand and then to have other outlets that have more control like they they aren't giving interviews they aren't going on any platforms as I've told you a lot of people that I thought were going to come and speak on the channel on the podcast whatever have rescinded those now because they don't want backlash they don't want to be held accountable they don't want to be in any way like you know taken down or or even just asked or like obviously I would never like you know attack anyone or anything but I would say like what the fuck is going on with this and then the other whatever it is magazines or websites or podcasts and because they have a relationship with Showtime they're not going to fuck up that relationship with Showtime so they won't talk about it it's like the seppi thing like she's gone she's left the show and no one has said anything because they have monetary investment from showtime they have interviews they have all these things that showtime has this control so all of that together just to say that i feel as though everybody is screaming this stuff at them but they've like close the door and lock themselves in a soundproof room it's the whole like i can't hear you la, 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 la. yeah <laughs> blocking the ears but they've always been like that they never wanted any outside help yeah. or input or anything like we would feedback. yeah feedback they don't want that they're like no we're doing it this way it's like but if you just didn't they're like nope they don't want to listen well they brought about their own downfall it's on yeah, them they sure did they sure did i'll well, be very surprised if they get a season four yeah i would be shocked the only the only only thing i could ever like imagine is if there was this article that came out yesterday or the day before yesterday about paramount basically saying like they want to do these like franchises and they were talking about like dexter and um is it yellowstone has like another show too and they mentioned Generation Q in it. You mean like a and spin-off of it or a continuation? No, just like the fact that it's an L word. Like there's the L word and there's Generation Q. Like it, there's something that exists outside the L word. And so they were, they, this article was talking about that. And so I, I think the only chance is if after seeing all this, they made some, and I mean, they've done this every season. They've changed riders, they've made sweeping changes, but this time I think they would make, there's a tiny, tiny percent that's like, okay, new changes, were, and they would go and film the show in Vancouver, so it was a lot less expensive. They've lost two big leads, which, and Jennifer Beals is an executive producer, so that's saving a big, because- Chunk of money. You know, yeah. And I think that they would go and they would probably try and do something completely different in like a new direction with like newbies and stuff and maybe bring even another new character or something in. It almost feels like they have like a lasagna they dropped and they tried to like (laughs) fix it back together. And that's most of the season. But then they were like, they're putting like the whipped cream on top and being like, but Ben Tina, no, they're like, Ben and Tina are back in the end. Keep watching. Um, (laughs) Yeah. They're like dangling it in so that people stay. Because if we, like, if we knew for a fact that Ben and Tina were gone, gone, 
I reckon this whole season would just be like uh, down. It would be like dead. Yeah. Whereas now they're like kind of hanging, like they're kind of like dangling them at the end. Like wait, wait for the end. That's the thing. At in this week's episode of Pants, Leisha and Kate were like, "Oh, it's confirmed that Jennifer and Laurel are coming back for nine and ten. But no, the the only person who talks about them coming back for nine and ten is fucking me. Yeah, and, you've been saying it all along. <laughs> yeah, now people believe me. Apparently, it's confirmed. And, um, yeah, apparently it's confirmed now. But the so that's the thing. Like that was the whole point. I knew this would happen. <laughs> that's why I was like they're coming back they're coming back but the thing is they're coming back for two episodes and then they are fucking off so gone what are they gonna do then but they're lucky they've had you saying they're coming back they're coming back because if they hadn't if people hadn't known they're coming back they might have assumed they're gone gone. if if showtime had it their way people would be going uh, like oh are they coming back but i mean kind of like with sippy yeah, that's why they're not saying anything. Yeah, because they 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 want people want to think people they, yeah. They want, they want people to tune in next week to be like maybe she's in this episode. Wait, maybe yeah. she's in this episode. Yeah, cuz she was mentioned. And Sorry all to you're going to do yeah. is piss people off. Uh, Sorry to break everyone's heart, but Seppi is gone much to our demise. Demise oh, no. is that the word? Gone. No. Dismay. No, dismay. dismay. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. <laughs> Much to our dismay, she's gone. She's gone. Isn't she cast in a new show as well? Yeah, yeah. So that's how you know she's really gone. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, I know that there's other people who are trying to say, like, oh, I saw, I heard someone say, like, oh, it's because she was on Blackbird, and it's like, are you kidding me? That was like filmed and came out before they that was out when they were filming (laughs) i read a lot of people in the comments saying oh because seppi quit and i'm like she did not quit (laughs) like yeah yeah no she'll she'll be super successful and oh yeah she's she's one of those stars booked and busy and yeah she um she will be missed though she will be missed by me she should be on the hot doctor show maybe she'll join your grace yeah, Grey's Anatomy that. is a lesbian doctor. Yeah. Yes, I, right, I, totally I don't even like Grey's Anatomy, but I'd watch it for that. I mean, I haven't watched mm-hmm. it in like thirteen years, but I mean, <laughs> like, is it still get even back on? Into God. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's a, it's another one. It's it's losing Meredith Grey now, so they're in the same boat as the L word. See, well, that, they need her. See, <laughs> it's probably where Jennifer Beals is off to. She's going to be in Grey's Anatomy yeah. all of a sudden. Now this is going to turn Grey's Anatomy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Ash's two worlds come together. Yeah. <laughs> and my plan finally <laughs> comes to fruition. <laughs> well, that's the episode. We'll be back next week because we will watch the episode for you. Thank you so much for watching and listening. You can watch the video version on YouTube or you can listen on Apple and Spotify and other podcasting services. You can follow Drinks at Dana on Instagram and all of us individually. Our apps are all listed in the show notes along with my YouTube channel where you can watch the video version and Chris and Jess's site, The L Word Online. We'll be back next week for episode five. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great week and we'll see you next weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.